From the sweet to the sour to the spicy, the flavors of Mexican candy are familiar to most South Texans. I have the memories of like hearing the ice cream man go like down our street and like hearing him be like, oh, and like asking my mom for a dollar just so I can go get this candy. Here in San Antonio, it's not hard to find obleas, cocadas, and of course, chamoy. And chamoy has even become a staple in bars. It makes their, their drink go it gives them that extra burst that they love, that sour taste. And ice cream shops. I love the taste of the mangonera. The sour, the little kind of spicy chili. Behind the flavors of all these treats is a rich storied history that includes innovation and evolution. The most ancient cultures have what? The longest culinary history. In this episode of KSAT Explains, we'll talk about that history, the wide range of flavors, and how Mexican candy has become an important part of Mexican-American and South Texas culture. KSAT Explains. KSAT Explains. KSAT Explains. KSAT Explains. On demand, in-depth perspective. Perspective on stories we bring you in our newscast throughout the day. We're looking into concerns over voting safety during a pandemic and the battle over mail-in voting. A look at how the protests and demonstrations have played out in our city and an examination of what it means to be black in San Antonio. An issue that you have likely felt the effects of, rising property taxes. The roots of Tejano run deep in South Texas. We examine the cultural impact the music has had in San Antonio. With Halloween right around the corner, it's a good time to talk about candy, specifically Mexican candy, which is a San Antonio favorite with a storied history. Thanks for joining us for this episode of KSAT Explains. I'm Myra Arthur. If you're from San Antonio, you're likely familiar with Mexican candy. If you've been to a Mexican restaurant, El Mercado downtown, or even a bar in recent years, you've probably been exposed to some of the flavors. Even if this is something that you grew up with, it seems like these candies are becoming even more popular. So we wanted to explore the Mexican candy craze. And we found out a lot that we didn't know when we first set out. We bet you'll learn some new information too. So let's start at the beginning. KSAT Explains producer Lexi Salazar tells us the origins of Mexican candy actually date back thousands of years. I think the most interesting thing about Mexican candy is that it runs, it runs the gamut from sweet to sour to salty to spicy. That range of flavor has been around from the beginning. Sugar wasn't introduced to Mexico until the Spanish arrived in the 1500s. But even before then, indigenous people enjoyed sweets. They would have candy made out of fruit, candy made sweetened with honey. So it's very natural. And I, I still think that's an element that runs through most of the Mexican candy. One of the early candies involved taking seeds from the amaranth plant and mixing it with honey and fruit. These candies still exist today and are known as alegrías. So I think it's so fascinating that we're eating candy that comes from prehistoric times. Another that you are undoubtedly familiar with, chocolate. Chocolate does not come from Switzerland. Chocolate comes from Mexico. There's evidence that people living in present-day Mexico were producing chocolate as early as 1900 BC. They ground cacao beans and made it into a beverage by adding water. And at some point, they also added another ingredient to give the chocolate a kick. I remember all the candies in Mexico are sweet, sour, spicy, or salty. So the spicy comes from adding then the chilies to it. And that started happening with chocolate. 
way back during Montezuma's time. I think the Aztecs are so brilliant, they started adding a little bit of hot chili to it. And so the, the, the frothy hot chocolate then has a spicy flavor. And when the Spanish arrived in Mexico in 1519, so did sugar. The fusion of the two cultures leads to the creation of many more treats, like cocadas and camotes. And the camotes are, are um, sweet potatoes, you know, chunks of sweet potatoes that have been cooked in a sugar syrup. And so the sugar syrup tends to crystallize the sweet potato and preserve it. Another sweet that remains popular to this day and is often found in ice cream or on flan, dulce de leche. It's just caramelized milk and sugar. And boy, is that one good. Then started adding pecans to it and making it into a praline sort of a thing. Some of the sugary creations aren't meant to be tasted at all. Calaveras, or sugar skulls, have been around since the early 1700s. They're used to decorate ofrendas for Dia de Muertos. A fusion of cultures is also to thank for another Mexican candy standout, chamoy. Chamoy's roots are in Asia, where people would preserve fruits. And it all started with the Japanese, uh, they call it the Japanese salted plum, which is actually in reality an apricot, a sour apricot. So that is used, uh, but it's really interesting the process. They take it, they dry it out. Uh, traditionally, they would dry it in the sun, um, you know, process it, mash it, cook it with chilies and citruses. And so then that comes to, to um, the Americas and we started adding the chili flavor to it. The other one is tamarindo. Tamarindo comes from the tamarind tree. The fruit produces a sweet and sour pulp that can be turned into a beverage or candy. It's commonly used to cover fruit and lollipops. Chamoy and tamarindo are both good options for those who want to avoid anything too sickly sweet or empalagoso. So Mexicans said, oh, I don't want the candy to be that sickening sweet. So we're gonna add a punch to it. The punch can be the chili or it can be the salt or it can be the sour part. And then you have a dynamic candy, don't you? Totally dynamic candy that has this vibrant personality to it that just grabs you. To understand the obsession with Mexican candy, we had to experience it for ourselves, or at least this project was a pretty good excuse for that. So our team headed out here to Alamo Candy Company and La Dulceria, and we found something for everyone. Alamo Candy Company is full of vibrant color when you walk in the door. The aisles are stacked with every kind of candy you can imagine. We have Mexican candy, American candy, and our own candy that we make. Alamo Candy Company is a staple in San Antonio. It's been around for almost 30 years. It is pure excitement when people walk in. And that's why like, I ran past the other guy and we, we came in here and I ran towards it. Many customers we talked to remember these candies as kids. Literally, I have the memories of like hearing the ice cream man go like down our street and like hearing him being like, oh, and like asking my mom for a dollar just so I can go get this candy. Everybody loves their sweet, sour, and spicy too. Some of the popular ones, saladitos, salted plums, pulparindo, which comes in different flavors, vero mango, chili-covered mango lollipops, rebanaditas, chili-covered watermelon lollipops. And it's, it's just, everybody loves it, to the little kids all the way to adults. And anything with tamarindo, which is a pod-like fruit that comes from tamarind trees. The taste is sweet, but tart. Tamarindo, it's, it's, it's also, you can also like use it to like cook in food, but the tamarindo, it's like a, a main uh, 
a main ingredient in, in Mexican candy and uh, it's just something that you know we grew up liking when we were younger so um, it just stayed with me. Mexican candy can't be described in one word. It's a question that stumped Diego Venado, owner of La Dulceria on Bassey Road. In my experience, all of the candy is imported from Mexico. Even if you're not a fan of the spicy sweet mix, there's still a Mexican candy for you. There's traditional Mexican candy, like paletas de cajeta, caramel lollipops. Muy, muy ricas. Palanquetas de cacahuate, a sort of Mexican peanut brittle, cocadas, coconut candy, and mazepanes. Ver ese, ese, esa felicidad en el cliente que le gusta encontrar, recordar, es, yo creo que eso es lo que nos mantiene en el negocio. And some of these were new to me, so I had to give them a try. It's good, actually. Mm -hmm. I like it. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you like You were not expecting that. <laughs> As the Mexican candy craze evolves, places like the Alamo Candy Company keep on creating their own flavors. Ours has a little Tex-Mex flavor into it. More sour, more spicier. Cherry bombs are a favorite. Sweet, sour, and spicy. Has that as a regular sour cherry. What I love in it, I love spice. A little love. <laughs> the flavors of Mexican candy even seem to be part of an experiment these days. Bars, restaurants, fruterias, they're all trying it out on their own creations, especially when it comes to chamoy. KSAT Explains producer Brina Monterosa takes a look. The name of this ice cream shop surely gives away their number one sellers, Mangonadas. It sits at the corner of Culebra Road and San Joaquin Avenue. I love the taste of the mangonada. And why? <laughs> That's my what favorite. I don't know, probably just like the sour, the little kind of chi spicy chili. And um, I don't know, and the mango, I love mango too. It's the sweet, salty, and picosito taste that people love about mangonadas. Chimoy is what gives it that special taste. Somebody wrote an article that said chimoy was a mixed sriracha, which I really like that because it's a cool sauce that you can almost use on anything. Chimoy's popularity has grown so much over the years that Alamo Candy Company started making its own lineup in the mid-90s. Our number one seller, that's these guys. And if you make your own, the recipe is top secret. And they're like super, super secret. Like I keep my recipe book in my safe and I don't even say what's on the bottle. Chamoy City limits experiments with pickling different fruits like strawberries and mangoes for their chamoy creations. I know that when people come to the shop, um, a lot of people from the valley will say, oh, this is just like the valley, but not exactly like the valley. And I say, yeah, it's a San Antonio style because I think that each region takes its own style. Chamoy isn't just used in mangonadas or raspas. Margaritas, fruits, slices of cucumbers, or any items they want to try. Recently, Black Laboratory Brewing released Puro San Antonio, a beer inspired by the popular raspa Piccadilly. Pickle juice, cherry Kool-Aid, and chamoy. Fernandez credits social media and foodies for chamoy becoming mainstream. I think it started because 
there's been a lot more attention placed on uh, just the food of different cultures and appreciating just different foods. As chamoy and other flavors become more popular, the people we talk to in the Mexican candy business say that's a good thing, but they hope there's the recognition and appreciation of where they came from. Thanks for joining us for this episode of KSAT Explains. I'm Myra Arthur. We'll see you back here for a new episode in two weeks.